they think they're funny. They're over there playing air guitar. Not quite. So today we're going to talk about CIC. I'm not telling you what that means. You'll have to work it out. No, we're talking about secret squirrels. We might talk about CIC on a different day. I know, it's been two months. I'm back. Awkward silence. Yeah. So I'd like to welcome all our listeners to our new studio location in Raceview. For those of you not from Ipswich, which is probably everyone, um, Raceview is in Ipswich. We have our own little building here. We've left Waco. We're out on our own now, trying to do our own thing. Tidies come with us. MSCVs come with us. Milsim Supplies come with us. And the podcast came too. So let's have our first guests at the Milsim Podcast. Hello, guests. Hey, Travis. How are you going? I'm good. How are you going? So introduce yourself to the community, guys. Uh, this is Preacher. Um, I'm one of the admin guys organising the Secret Squirrels. And um, my other colleague here is... I'm Doc. And, uh, yeah, I'm also one of the admin team uh, that helps organise the squad. So where did squirrels start? Where did they come from? Are you, are you OGs, or is Sven the only OG left? Uh, there is a long story to the history of the squirrels. And yeah, so Sven is the original squirrels member. Uh, there's, depending on who you ask, uh, how, <laughs> how it started. Um, but basically it got started for the first Donnybrook Milsim. And there were, I think, six original members. And then from there... Um, I wasn't one of those six, uh, so there's, I'm going to try and rattle them off. You don't have to. Okay. Surely there's That's a Wikipedia page or something like that. <laughs> I, it, it we haven't done it. Haven't done we might have to create page, one. That's <laughs> probably not a bad idea, but yeah. yeah. Um, Future thoughts. You're celebrities now. Celebrities even. No. Only, only preach. Mm. Docker will be initiated soon. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and avoid it. Uh, no, so yeah, the so squirrels have been around since uh, 2018, and um, from there, I guess we got involved. I got involved in late 2018. Um, we rebranded the squirrels from what they were to a more organised uh, squad. 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess the event that I would say we started to do that would have been Operation Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so from there, that's where we really became a form squad. We created our new patch. Were you at Eastern Predator? I wasn't at EP1. Um, I had only just started playing Gel Ball 2018 in winter, and EP1 was around, right around there, so I just missed the yep. boat on it. Um, but I was at it at 1.5. Yep, at Kuya. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, where at that stage for myself, I was um, off running around doing airsoft in New Zealand, mm. um, and that was 
me before I got into the sort of squad and that sort of thing. But the squad really started with Sven and him with a couple of mates thinking about, hey, we should do something and let's call it, find a name we can call ourselves. And that's where it started, him and a couple of mates in an aircraft hangar or something, wasn't it? Yeah, so they're working um, in Harvey Bay, at an aircraft hangar, and they would travel down from Harvey Bay to Donnybrook and play there all weekend and drive home and wait for the next weekend. Yeah. Which was ironic because Susan River was open then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny how things happen. You should see the video. Do you want to put it on the big screen? I'm just talking to Roxy off mic. Turn YouTube on and give me the remote. I will show you the ad for the first event at Susan River and you'll cringe yourselves to death at how we advertise Joel Ball. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. A lot of them are cringy still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep going. You do that on the side. Yeah, so um, from there we, we, we basically formed our first squirrel on New Squirrels Patch um, and created uh, the Squirrels Handbook, which was where our code of conduct sits and, and how you become a squirrel member. Yep. And uh, that's probably the biggest part of it, just ensuring that when we do bring new members through, they're the right fit for the squad. Um, is there some sort of ACRON acronym that is live by? Uh, I wouldn't say it live by that, and some of that sort of stuff is, is very hush-hush because, you know, we are secret squirrels. You know, it's not like... Share our nut squirrels or something. You know. Right. It's not winter yet, so... Yeah, that's right. We've got to store them and keep them in all hibernated and everything. Yeah, for hibernation. Although we def- definitely do um, have a bit of a philosophy where it comes to make sure that we're as prepared as possible to any event. Um, and a bit of our motto that you'll see some of the guys run around is nut up, shut up. So don't even embrace the suck type... Yeah, but yeah. shut the fuck up too. Along that sort of line of things, of you know, seeing those sort of guys that you, you know they've struggled through an event, you know, let's say like Tempest, and you've seen them carry their gear and you've seen the chafing and you've seen the mozzie bites and everything, and they haven't whinged a bit. They've just sucked it up. They've just got on with it, um, and they've been tough. You know, in in their own way, and some of these guys are are not small guys. Some of these guys are skinny as. Some are big. So, you know, it's all sizes, and you know, some of them realise that yeah, they 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 can't compete with someone who's super fit like Iggy. Mm. Um, but they they do get on with it and just do it. They might be three or four hundred metres behind you, and you're doing a patrol, but they're there, yeah, and they're actually doing it, and that, that's a, a big absolutely big thing for our squad of like Sorry. We, we don't care if you're um have been a professional soldier we don't care if you're a top-notch triathlete or if you're an accountant doesn't matter we, we're basically just on if you're, you're committed and you um you want to do what's what we want as a squad as a thought process um yeah that, that's what we've done in our squad um, and, and we have such a diverse group of people in our squad from complete left wing, complete right wing, churchgoers and not, and 
politics either side. It's, it's crazy. So can anyone become a squirrel? Or I would say that's certainly we have closed off our recruitment for this year. Um, and Well, we, it is December. So. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, and we have had that closed off for a little while. But yeah. it's one of those sort of things of like we, we will see people playing and go, yeah, they're kind of like the right fit for what we're after. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll approach them and go, hey, are you interested? Yes, no. Um, and if it's no, it's like, hey, yeah, cool, no problems at all. We just like the way yeah. you play and your, your ethics. Any member that basically becomes a squirrel is already playing with us. So um, it becomes when that invitation is extended. Got to love that motorbike, yay. Yeah, there's about 400 of them right now. Right. Let's you know that you're in Ipswich. So. Mm. Um, yeah, so w- when you become a member, you, you've already been playing with the squad. So it's not like it's we're going out and going, oh, person there we really want want them they've already played alongside us in in other games or at Milsims and they're already you know that camaraderie that we've already established with them is quite important um and to what preacher was saying where we have so many members at at different levels that camaraderie and that support that we offer everyone through the squad is really important yeah um and one of the things that I guess I pride ourselves on is that in every event that we've attended, no one's ever gone down for a no duff or had to pull out of the event. Touch wood. Um, touch wood. I, I, there was actually one member who came out to um, an event who was at the back end of meningitis. Wow. Um, who stayed out, camped, you know, the first night and then went, oh, I should probably go home. Yep. Um, so that's the exception. And, and you know, for the <coughs> exception for that, that gentleman was like, he actually acknowledged it himself and was self-aware of what was happening and why and then went, yeah, okay, I need to step back. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was no complaining from him. He just went, I, yeah. need, I need to go. Yeah. yeah. So. And being able to self-identify <coughs> that I shouldn't put everyone else at risk or their fun at risk, so to speak, um, I should roll back. Yeah. And, and something that, um, and, and this is a, <coughs> a doc idea that, we have adopted through the squad significantly is, is basically having a buddy at every Milsim. So we will assign buddies for, on our squad roster. Of like, okay, we've got 12 in this squad, you two are buddies, you two are buddies, you two are buddies. That means you check on him to see he's drinking, you check on him to make sure he's eating, you check on him for, hey, I notice you're limping, is your knee okay? Everything. Kind of like that um, the scene from Fury... You don't. If the sar- you make sure the sergeant sees you eat, otherwise you haven't eaten. Mm. You know, um, so it's pretty much like that. Of like, yep, you, you're basically making sure that that other person is tip top. Yeah, and American and Australian soldiers definitely have a battle buddy thing that they do. Yep, it's um, very regimented. Yeah, this all sounds quite serious when we're talking about what we do within our squad. Um, obviously, one of the first things that we do is we we want to have fun. So yeah. it's not like, you must do this and you must do this. Mm. Um, everyone in the squad's pretty engaged in uh, wanting to do well within Nilsson or within the game. Yeah. Um, but they want to have fun as well. So. Yeah, but everything you've talked about, it's really about welfare. Um, so it's about looking after each other. It's not about you must do this thing. It's I want to make sure you have the best event you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. You know, and 
and that camaraderie or, or that that level of engagement that we have with the squad in doing that um, really comes through with that super level of camaraderie where people can just talk about anything and, and we see that on our chats, which is just insane sometimes. Yep. Um, and um, when you're out in the field and you, you're talking to people, it's, it's fantastic. They just... Um, you know, like when, when you, you think about different sporting teams, etc., it, it's like having that super close-knit squad like we had in the Army and you could talk about anything with them, no matter what. And, um, and that same thing happens you know, in the squad when we're out, particularly after an event like after PB3, sitting around the campfire, chatting, having a drink, talking shit, enjoying it, having a fun. The, yeah. the thing I enjoy most about a Melsoft is sitting around and having a meal with people yeah. Um, yeah. mid or during the event or at the end of the event. One of the <coughs> things about the guys is... We just love socialising with everyone else. So yeah. we want to hang out with our own squad, but we're always happy to you know, go look at someone else's kit or you know, go talk to someone else about whatever engagement that was. And went, oh, you know, yeah. what were you guys How doing awesome there? was it when you got me over there? Yeah. 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 Um, those, those sort of little moments <coughs> make you know, what happens in our day is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to add to that... Um, what we have through our squad, and some people have seen them, is um, we call it our squirrel's death card. Yep. Um, and it's intended as a, you know, it's given in a sportsmanship way of yeah. um, the game. It's not, um, you know... Ha-ha, we got you. Yeah, it's, it's never intended in that way. So hopefully it's received um, as it's intended. Um, and we encourage, like, our squad members to sign the back and I think you get a photo with it, and it becomes that talking point as well. So... Yeah. Hashtag death card Instagram. I can't imagine that working. <laughs> not at all. It's not quite in well, my repertoire. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, that's part of like the secret squirrel side of things. They don't advertise too much, but hopefully it, it spreads out there in a positive way. Do you have any social media presence at all as the squirrels? Uh, not openly, no. Okay, no. Yeah. cool. Yeah. No, just in case any of the listeners go, oh, we want to, like the guys from Adelaide might be interested in how squirrels operate. Sometimes we'll hashtag stuff, like I do some of that on my Instagram, I'll hashtag secret squirrels, and that'll just have some photos of me doing stupid stuff. Um, but There'd be a lot of that, I'd imagine. Yeah, not too much, but you know. <laughs> if anyone is ever interested when they're up in <coughs> and they want to come and have a game, feel free to um, to reach out um, via Messenger. We're pretty easy to find. Yeah. Um, yeah. But our private squirrels page is it's hidden. Private. Um, there is an Instagram page, but it's we don't do anything like it. Right. I didn't even know just, we had one. But oh, okay. It's just so no one else takes that. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's Secret Squirrel. Is that cool? secret? You didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So do you guys have equipment requirements or loadout lists or minimum this? or Because min- a lot of squads get really tied down in the, you must have this thing. Where do you guys stand on that? Probably the only thing that we've done more recently is we've actually come up with a squad shirt which is the squirrel shirt which is the the, the checkered um the flanny flanny the lumber tack yeah that's yeah. it yeah it's yeah. quite effective actually as, as a camera print yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and that all stemmed from um us essentially playing the team for uh, sid for tempest wearing flannels and being a civilian 
team inverted commas um and from that so we were you like a pmc or uh, what what was the sort of role you had militiary a well that sounds very squirrels militia so yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah it, it sort of fits with um our persona in a way so we've certainly embraced it yeah but i mean we we have packing lists back to back to the question um the packing list covers all types of milsims so um what this we is will the worst recording time ever. I have never had this much traffic noise in the shop at 9 o'clock in the morning, let alone at this time of night. <laughs> Add to the atmosphere. We're next to the cemetery. It's the dead Serena town and nobody should be here. Um, but, yeah, so depending on the type of event is where we will fine-tune a gear list. Um, definitely the requirements will be like a whistle, a, a, a space blanket, um, water, um, they're, they're our main things. We, we encourage everyone to go through um, their loadout pictures. So what are you guys all taking? Um, Preacher and I have done videos internally within the squad about what we're taking, um, what we took last event, why are we changing it to this event. Um, and we're almost at the stage where we probably don't really need to check on the guys within the squad. They all, they all know, yeah. um, which is great. Um, but but, yeah. but but also along that line of your, your previous question, we don't actually go. Oh well, you, you've got to wear um, five eleven multi cam pants. We don't do that. Yeah. It's like whatever. Do you even have a camo that's your preferred camo? No, or not do you really. Don't care at all. Or uh, is there some some? Oh, don't wear that. Oh, we, we kind of have had an internal discussion about a, a camouflage, and I'm not going to mention it at the moment because. It's we, – we really haven't cemented yeah. that yet. Um, but certainly it's not going to be multicam. It's not going to be OD Green. It's not going to be Flectarn. It's not going to be Pencot. It's not going to be Ozcam. Zone or Ozcam or DPCU <laughs> yeah. or AMCU. Yeah. You, you, you discuss those um, um, mainstream camo prints and you get varying degrees of, yeah. of engagement or <laughs> disengagement out of it. Yeah. Um, and our squad's um, – Quite a large active group, yeah. So um, you're going to get quite a few varied opinions, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so set, setting on one is is quite hard, which is the the flannel, and is, and also trying to, yeah. to do that of like okay, well we've got this flannel shirt which cost X much, and now hey, well we're going to go for a pant mm. color. It's like well we've got to have that because. The budgets within the squad are, are wide and varied. Yeah, you know, from people earning a, a lot to not much at all. Yeah, and so we're we're very conscious of that, mm. um, and and that's not easy at all. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because like I've seen people go, you must wear this cut of this camouflage from this era. Yeah, um, and I see that especially for newer players being a barrier. Yeah, that's one of those. Oh, do I have to buy more stuff? Like I was having a good chat with one of our um, engaged squad members, and he doesn't own any camouflage gear at all. And I was talking to him at the, the recent mills we were at, and I was like, "Really, you don't have anything? Not even some like dodgy multicam Chinese pants?" He's like, "No, nah, nothing." And it, it it blew me away. I was like, "Wow, shit! Okay, I've got to curb my 
collection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got I, an addiction. I think within the squad as well, um, because of the, we don't like we understand everyone comes from a different background and they all have their own interests. Everyone is pretty accepting of that. So <laughs> we do have guys who quite like the multicam print, um, and some other guys who would quite it. don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they love the the eastern print. Um, so yeah, because there was a lot of Russian influence early on in the squirrels, wasn't there? Yeah, look that or German influence. Yeah, um, which definitely comes from Sven, who yeah. um, just loves. Yeah, well, he's got a dressing German up. heritage that he's quite proud of. He as does. Well. Um, he won't run an M4 platform. Yeah, hates um, it. Will never ever run um, multicam. Yeah, uh, has he even like had a loaner M4? Somebody's no, lit. No? no, he won't even. He would rather no. if his blaster goes down, he just won't use it. I would rather use my pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we I should find he, a talker. I think he him. has like an MP5. I think he has like a. But that's German. That's it, German. Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, if he could ever get a blaster that's you know current specs, it'd be a G36. G G3. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Which he has as an airsoft rifle. Yeah, in storage in New Zealand. Over in Unzad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a couple of members that quite um, like that print. So um, I don't mind. <laughs> I, I generally don't wear a camo. I'm quite happy wearing my flannel stuff. You're what about trousers? Do you, do you go for a subdued colour, uh, or just jeans? Or I generally wear like a, a five eleven, just your strikers. So. Um, Eddie Green or your, your khaki. Yeah. That's subdued. Yeah. Khakis. Yeah, you, you love your, your straight green. Odie Green. Odie yeah. Green for life is his talk. Yeah. Because yeah. you can wear it elsewhere and not look like a douche. Yeah. People just go, oh, it's weird cargo Except pants. you can't wear a combat top elsewhere. It's like I have. I wear it mowing all the time because it is great sun protection and it's light as. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we, we did the squirrel jersey. It's actually an SPF 50 jersey. Is it from a fishing company or DSA or something like that? It's from Fire Tactical. Yeah. Yeah, so they, we, they helped us design the, the kind of design which we did that flannel design off a flannel shirt and basically just mixed and matched and did a few bits and pieces adjusted. And Good to see fire in the Milsim side of the house for a change. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we've flicked a few photos through to, the, to Dan and... Yep. So that they can actually see that, and I think they're quite proud. We, we did some adjustments to the the fishing jersey and put like a little zipper on the arm, so you can put a compass in there or death cards or death cards or, or whatever, and same a little top pocket. So no no matter what sort of rig you're running, whether it's a plate carrier or a chest rig or just a battle belt, whatever you could you could still run that, and and really have good. Um, uh, IFF yeah. in that situation. Yeah, that the shirt that you guys, it's a good balance between hiding and identity. Yeah, yeah. We, as we all know, the biggest thing that's going to give us away in any milsim for anyone, even if they're wearing this stupid red shirt, is, hey, if you move, you're seen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, look, I guess back to um, a bit about, I guess, the squad. It does present a target when you have a group of people who are quite committed to 
their own faction, I guess, um, yeah. and call it tall, tall poppy or for whatever reason. Um, so that's why uh, within our squad, that camaraderie and that support, if someone, and it's all happened to everyone, someone's getting under your skin for whatever reason on a day, um, we work together as a squad and, and we go, yeah, cool. You know, your battle buddy won't notice that the other person's getting a bit more frustrated and yeah. you know, it's feed through. It's going, okay, well, suddenly you've got 10 squirrels hunting you. <laughs> yeah. In a positive yeah. way, yeah. Um, but our code of conduct is is that you know first rule is just well have fun, but don't be a dick. Yeah, and that, that's one of our, our rules actually. And on the weekend that we said where we had some people at a um, a, a private game that we did, um, and we had some tag along guys there, friends of the squirrels, and said, look, have fun today. And the main rule is don't be a dick. Yep. Don't do something to someone else that you wouldn't want done to yourself. Yep. Do you guys ever um, do bounties on um, deliberties or that oh, sort of hey, stuff? We're open to all sorts of stuff. You know? We've certainly we, been we um, on. hunting <laughs> on the bounting. Yep. Um, we haven't actually put anything up, though. Mm. Yeah, there is one celebrity that's said something in the community recently, and I want to... Have a crack. We'll have a whisper after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to put some money on their head. Money on their head. <laughs> they claimed that I sponsored them. Oh, that's always oh. fun, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, well, you know, the last fun. people I sponsored were the Death Jesters, and I'm probably not going to do it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not because of the Death Jesters, just because the community is too big. How do you give to one and not others? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, our sport is not big enough to be sponsored properly at all. You know. The great thing, though, to see is there are more squads that are starting to get formed. Yeah. 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 So and, and that's something we would love to help foster if people do need that sort of level of, like, well, we're trying to expand our squad and go into more Milsim. What did you do to do this? What, what were some of the challenges? And, and we can certainly talk through and some of that sort of stuff. Some of I'd love to see Pablo set up a squad the escobars or something <laughs> i've actually chat, chatted with brian too um yeah we've had a, a few structure discussions yeah yeah um, but back to your previous question could anyone be a squirrel um anyone to the level of what where we try to achieve yes um to what preach was saying our squad is currently closed off because we're Pretty up, pretty much at capacity, and there's not a lot of events that will cater for our numbers. Mm. So um, that's the only reason why we're closed off at the moment. It's not because we don't want new members um, or we think that we're we're elitist in any way. It's more of just maintaining what we currently have um, and being a, a good part of the community where we can reach out and help other players and potentially set, help them set up other squads. Uh, so yes, someone could go out and form a squad similar to the squirrels and, and hopefully be you know as effective and have fun. Yep. In terms of geography, would you guys say, oh, we're a north side, we're a south side, we're <laughs> from everywhere? Yeah, we're everywhere. I'll, I'll give you an idea. Our, our furthest north guy is in Gibby. Our furthest southern guy is in Melbourne. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that's how far we spread. But most of us are Sunshine Coast, Brizzy, Gold Coast. Most yep. of us. We have a couple in Sydney, one in Melbourne. Two in Toowoomba. Two in Toowoomba, yeah. So so we're a bit spread out. Um, 
and that's just how the friends network has has happened and how it's just evolved naturally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the uh, geographic location of everyone, we still get twenty plus yep. Yep. members attend. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like even the little game we did on the weekend, just like twenty members at that. Were you in the middle of a Harley rally or something? Seriously. So it's just my mates. Just yeah, playing. they're looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> so do the squirrels play every weekend or are there, is it an events team? Love to play every weekend. Some, some of them do play every weekend. You know, like, Under the banner? Um, I, yeah, so most yeah. of them would probably wear the jersey or, or something or a squirrel patch and play at Urban or play at Donnybrook or, um, you know, Newtown or... Or wherever, um, but we will essentially put up at least one event as a squad event for for, for the month, um, and generally sometimes we'll do two in the month. Yep. Um, and go, hey, who wants to come along? Someone might have a birthday, and they might go, okay, yep, um, it's going to have a birthday and do that event at some location, and we'll put it up as an event and go, who hey, who else wants to come? And we'll yep. make a day of it and yep. have fun. Yeah. So yeah, there's quite a lot of um, ad hoc. Where, who wants to come gelling? Hey, I'm and free on yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So that there's quite a fair bit of that happening, and, and we'll try and create an event off the back of that, just so we can engage more of the members. Yeah. Um, but as a try, uh, organised squad event, yeah. at least monthly. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have some stuff booked through to uh, into January already, and and you know some into February. Um, but most of the time, we if we get told, oh, there's a milsim on in whenever, the earlier we can know that, that we actually then lock that away in our calendar um, and like one that we know that's um, that might come up, we've already got like 15 guys said, yes, we're, we're ready to go with 12 maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, with... That's a faction. That's not a team. <laughs> and, well. and, and that's with the week's notice that was yeah, yeah. already. So yeah. Yes, so. so yeah, we are we are trying to have that level of engagement to be as positive as we possibly can, um, which is something we just talked about this week of trying to make sure that people are seeing messages on on chats and and being involved in that, which hopefully is and making sure that our admin team is accessible to to the squad as well. Um, which you know, we, we are, you yep. know, we're part yeah. of the squad. So, and and almost thinking of it like a, running a business of like being managers, and you know looking at how we lead and how we can help other members in our team step up and help them become not only maybe a, a, whether they become a better gel ball shooter or a better organizer or a better team leader and how this can even help them in their own work and how they can evolve. And one of my members, our members, just last night was saying to me, oh, I'm trying to do this, what do you think I should do? And I said, don't worry about the physical, start thinking about the mental, you know, and having tough mental discipline to do those sort of things that you might be wanting to do in your career rather than, oh, you don't need to do more push-ups, just being, just have to have that mental aptitude to get through it and... There was an interesting um, study conducted a few years ago about drowning rats. Uh, and I digress, but I don't. So 
they found that rats could tread water for about 15 minutes before they would drown. So they did a bit of Havelov's dog thing with them where they would rescue them at 14 minutes, pull them out and then put them back in. And they found that if they did that twice, the rats would tread water for over 60 minutes. And I think that that is the mindset that players need to come to is that 15 minutes is difficult, but I've got more in the tank than I realise. And, and it's so hard for, I think, younger players to realise that. You know, older players like myself, which, you know, I'm kicking away over 50 now, I know where my limits can be pushed a lot further because I've done it. Mm. I've done stupid things like triathlons and yeah. I've pushed myself to those limits. I, um, I think 50% of my job as an instructor in the Army was showing people their limits were nothing. I guess one of the other things from within the admin team, we have five members within the admin team on purpose. So, and they're all uniquely different. So we all think differently. We're all physically different. Um, we all came into jail ball differently. Um, so we challenge the squad then differently from each perspective. Yeah. 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 yeah quite. So it's, it's more committee style more less autocratic yeah probably realistically it's probably just doc and me basically deciding what's going to be good and then running it past the other three and going this is what we're thinking what do you think Mm. yay nay etc and and it's pretty much how how it runs because we run it like a business basically uh but a business of we want to do this and we want to have fun and we want you to do it as well and have fun the general day-to-day things um and I always do, um, and anything that sort of will shape the, the direction of the squad is where we will engage the rest of the admin team and yep. get that decision. Um, and, and the odd numbers is yep. there's always a deciding factor on there. Yeah, and Sven so, basically acts like a silent owner. <laughs> <laughs> he's the OG. Yeah, that's right. And we just yep. tell him this is what we're doing, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> His, so, it, his opinion kind of counts. And he might even be listening, maybe. So, so your, your numbers are quite high. Um, if you were to grow another 10 players, would that detriment the squad, do you think? Do you think you've got enough for now? Or like, so Because there, 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 there is certain numbers of people that you can put in a group together and work a certain way. Yeah. Look, the goal wasn't about we need to hit platoon strength or anything like that. Um, it just became about being organised and so on and then the squad got to, you know, we're at 37 members at the moment. And where we've closed it off to focus internally and yep. ensure that everyone within the squad, um, when they go out to an event, one, are capable of doing that event and two, have a really good time doing it. Yep. Um, I think once we get to that point that everyone is... Um, a lot more comfortable within the squad um, and hopefully the community grows and, and we can attend larger events where, you know, there's 50 squirrels that turn up. Um, that would be great, but it's not a it's not a dream of, oh, we want, more, we want more people. We just want um, a, a good group of people that, that are effective and have fun together. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if we ever did get to something crazy like that, 
we probably have that realisation that, you know, if we had 50 people buying tickets for an event, you know, we'd probably have to go to a point of, okay, well, you guys, you're going to be on one faction and you guys, you're going to be on another faction. Mm. Otherwise... Yeah, it becomes hard at that point. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Just and, logistically hard. And, and even hard, you know, from the point of view of, well, who are you going to put on those teams? Mm. Because, you know, within our squad it can be skewed very easily, uh, very quickly, which was pointed out to me on the weekend. I was like, I didn't even realise and I skewed a squad of, you know, eight guys, nine guys, un- unconsciously. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, but, you know, like all groups, whenever you have an event or a function, you'll never get everyone there. Nah. It's, you know, people have lives. We all have lives and, you know, families, etc. To to do things. So, you know, um, I think the level of engagement that we've gotten so far, having pretty much more than 50% of our members getting to a Milsim is pretty good. So if we got to, I don't know, 50 members and we had more than 50% getting there, then that's like 25-ish or 30 and that's I think it's all about perspective too. Yeah. If um, the community <coughs> drastically grows and squad sizes grow, oh. you know. If we get to yeah. M- Milton West 400 players on the field stage, yeah. you yeah. could have 100 squirrels. Um, yeah, that's right. And it makes the game completely different. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely I think we're, we're in a bit of a sweet spot where, um, yeah, we've got a great engage, level of engagement across the squad and anyone who is able to attend event they turn up. So, um, which for where we are at at the moment, it's we're pushing, taking out almost a, a pretty good portion of a faction. So, um, and we understand that there are other people who want to run in that faction too, so we don't want to deprive anyone else as well. So, yeah. I'm going to ask a bit of a loaded <coughs> question here. Sure. Um, so, don't take it to heart. Are there any girls in squirrels? Not at the moment, no. And, like, looking at both your faces, it wasn't a conscious thing. It's like, um, no. Do you think they're, like, what's your... Talk to me about girls in the sport. No problems at all. As yeah. long as they can, uh, are confident enough to do a milsuit. So how do we get more? Um, you know, I think that's a hard thing. I think that's a hard thing of how do we get more. It's It's attracting you know, girls to actually do milsim yeah. rather than is it a bit and, Is it a bit alpha for them? Uh, I don't think it's too alpha. I don't play enough to know. That's why I'm interested. I think um, you focus on growing the community and I think that concept of growing the community has only really been around 12 months. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we're getting to a point where we're seeing a bit of a result of that. Um, which is great. Uh, I would love to see um, more gender diversity in the sport, absolutely. Uh, back to your question, we don't have any girls within our squad. Um, we do have a set of requirements to become a squad member um, and it's not unique to any gender. Mm. So yeah. that's that's probably one more guys play the sport, um, so that's why we have more um, yeah. more attendance. Um, one of our members um, has a daughter who comes and plays with the squad quite regularly, and when she's old enough to do an actual meal sim, she will most likely trans, yeah. trans into... And, she, and she's an absolute gun. She's, she's fantastic a fantastic little player. Yeah. Yeah. And she's what? 
13, 14? Yeah. 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 And um, she will put a lot of guys to shame. People are going to hate me saying this. Bring it to the next one I run. Yeah, well, we well, have to see if it's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's in his good books at the moment. Well, but do your homework. We'll throw it, we'll throw it out there. Um, <laughs> we'll extend the invite for sure. But, you um, know, the, I, we, we know of other girls around that, that play day game stuff. And, you know, one I know who said, I, I would like to get my level to get to a Milsim. And I've said to her, look, when you're ready, sure, no problems at all. But firstly, you know, after only playing for a few months, you have to get that confidence level of, okay, I'm happy and I'm confident playing a day game now or an all day at Donegar at Book or at Nuketown or wherever to, okay, I want to take that further now and play the four hours without a break. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, oh, the eight hours now without a break. And for some people, that's a massive mm. change. Just like with the Parabellum series of having someone step up and play from 8am in the morning through to 12 and there's no break, there's no riffing inverted commas. It's mm. we're out here playing, oh, we're setting up an ambush, oh, we've got to retrieve this object. Or, there's no safe time where you can relax. Right. Yeah, you can't just go, you can oh, be shot at. I just need to go back to respawn and clean my glasses and, you know, put some deodorant on or something. And it's none of that. And so that, that level of... I'm just going to sit at spawn for a bit. You guys go. Yeah. Which, yeah. for any player, that's, you know, if that's what they need to do, that's fine. Yeah. Um, the one of the positive things is, so we have a, a network of friends that, you know, if we're going to go into a private event, we send an invitation to. And um, there's more females that have joined that group, which is, yeah, I think is great. Yeah, I think we've got... So, Four girls in that group? Yeah. yeah. Four or five, yeah. So just to shift a little bit, let's talk about the spectrum of Milsim, Milsoft, casual games, day games. Um, where do you see the industry living in in all of that? Um, is, there, is there lack of some of those events and too much of others? How do, how do you feel personally about that? Uh, I think in our perfect world, we want to see you know, 24-hour, 36-hour, 48-hour mill sims. 72? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that whole whole spectrum, you know. um, I would be keen doing a week-long one. You know, that's me. Have you got any friends that want to? um, And, and yeah, we (laughs) do have (laughs) friends that want to do that as well in, in the squad. Because um, a lot of you guys of are, a lot of you guys are dedicated enough to go to New Zealand for a week or so. Yes, yeah. So it's not about dedicating the time out of your life. Yeah, some of them it is, and and that that obviously needs six months or twelve months notice to do that, mainly for families and some of them income. Um, but it's it's having those right events and right time and whatever's going to work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look. Across the industry, you've seen football um, <coughs> or indoor really take. Um, it's taken the front seat. It's taken the front seat a lot. It, it's it's a pretty easy format to get into. Um, and I think it's very watchable too as a spectator. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um, and it's you, you, your team sort of environment, and you can do some pretty cool tournaments and so on through it. So um, yeah, and, and it's you don't have to travel, you know out to wherever to do it you can 
generally do it fairly locally. In your own suburb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you now it's sort of at the back end of this year, you're starting to see some of the fields get back into running more objective, long objective-based games. Yeah. Um, and that's really, for me, where I started. And for me, that's what my passion is. Um, I would love to see a really good balance of um, a 24 to a lo- like a long weekend style event. Um, you know, even to a week event. But I- I'm realistic. There's only so much time within a calendar to do that. Yeah. So a good mixture of... You know, there's there's an actual place for for Millsoft to introduce players to, you know, Millsim. The basic concept. The yeah. basic concept, yeah. absolutely. Um, and wherever available, we will always want to attend because they're great events. Um, but you will see when, when we were talking about our squad events and so on, the moment that a Millsim is posted, you'll see a level of urgency behind it and, and the squad prioritise that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's really where our focus is and some consistency around when those longer styles, so a 24 or a, or a three-day event, um, would get run would be yeah, yeah. my ultimate wish list. And, and I think what will happen, and, and I've seen this in, in other events, is that some of those mill sim slash mill soft, I, I think the, the overall, and I'm just still balling here um, I think the majority will probably end up being like a mill soft event of okay we're going to have five hours of constant non-stop gameplay and a break and then another five hours of gameplay and break or end or whatever um, and that strokes the um, the want and need for the mill simmers that want something a bit more severe or um, serious and, and can do that. And it also is enough of a challenge for that day game person to up the ante a little bit and go, okay, I, I can stay out here for that, that extra two hours, three hours. Yeah, I can do that um, <coughs> without that need of, yeah, I need to go and have a break or I need to go to the toilet or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's where our sport will probably sit in the Milsim for, for probably a few years until the community slowly trickles up to a, a level where, hey, yeah, well now we've got 100 people that want to step to that next level. And yeah. because we are such a infancy sport, um, even though paintball has been played in Australia for a long time and there's been laser skirmish and everything, this is truly unique from that. Um, because those sports really haven't, um, I think, enabled the community and not only the players but also the support base around that of shops to actually grow to the point of where you have here at Tidy Toys to having an own dedicated shop with gear and blasters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I certainly look back to when I was involved in laser and there was very little support outside of who played. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and now, there, was, there was no one to go and buy this or that. You go to the disposals to get your cams or look for them online. There was nowhere to go and try them on. Yeah, I think the the other facet to growing mill sims is um, so event organisers like yourself um, going and listening to the community, going, "Cool, I 
I'm hearing there needs to be more Milsim. Mm. But not just yourself, hearing it from you know, anyone else who runs a field and getting the diversity of fields out there. Um, as you know, running the same field can get tired from and, mm. and then you lose engagement from, from that group of players. Um, but then to the level where you know, the field owners are going, yeah, I'm, I'm okay for you to run 24 hours and not going, oh, you know what, I'd rather you have a stand down for this and mm. um, all that being up front. So whatever whatever the um, requirements are of, of the field or the insurance or, or whatever it is, is advertised a bit at the beginning. I don't know how many um, events I've been to and they go, yeah, cool, this is going to be a 24-hour Milsim. And we get there and like, oh, no, there's a stand down for this yeah. period of time for this reason. We're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and, and, you know. and having that realisation that, okay, it was advertised as a 24 uh, but there's we're stopping at six pm for two hours for or five eight, hours or ten eight hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and in the, it's all understandable to un, you know you, okay, this is where we're at, and I think we're starting to get through that, and we're starting to see you know okay cool the the field owner starting to go yeah well this is what the community wants and I need mm. to accommodate for that. I think my own aversion and others is how do I keep players that don't know what the fuck they're doing safe at night. Yeah. Um, there are certainly plenty of players that I could let out and play, but there's a bunch of people that, that are unknown to me, and you go, can they navigate through the bush without stabbing themselves in the eye or falling down? <laughs> and and that's the dichotomy that I have when I think night games. I go, really want to do it, really scared at the same time. 100%. It's, it's a balance, you know, that level of the community growing and then the level of experience that grows within that community and responsibility of, of being self-aware mm. and aware of the people that you're playing with. Mm. Um, yeah. even, even to the point that, you know, like when we were in the army and there would be zero white light at night and, and I've had an event that we ran recently um, in the chat was like, okay... You can only have red light on your torches. And the conversation that led around that was truly eye-opening to me. Of Like, no, guys, this, if, if we were in the Army and this is what we're trying to emulate, mm. hey, there is no white light. There is yep. no, oh, I'm just going to strobe that guy. No, no, no. No white light. <laughs> yep. gotta, we'll let you use red torches so you can navigate or you can shine you, that around. You must use a filter. Yeah, Check something use, safely got to have a red filter um, because we all know red light doesn't travel far in the environment because it has that shorter wavelength correct yeah and you know the um, the the night games in job ball at the moment are like a spotlight games a spotlight games yeah, yeah. You can it's like the old land in stalk when you're a cadet yeah that, that we, we did that in scouts yeah exactly you know very very different yeah and we want to get it from that level of like okay night is it's stealth, it's being silent, it's sneaky, it's a complete different gameplay. It's trying to sneak up on that, that we know these guys are going to be tracking along this path. Yeah, use your ears. And let's ambush them. Mm. Or let's try and sneak into their base and get underneath their sentry and through their picket lines and that sort of level of gameplay. Um, yeah, we're not there yet. I'd love to be. Yeah. 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 It's a long way off. 
Yeah. So how do we, without running a night game, how do we get people to learn it though? It, like, exactly. it's it's a double. It is always double a, jeopardy. A, without, it always a catch twenty two situation. Yeah. There. You know, I, I feel that being where we are getting to as a squad, um, without sounding egotistical or anything like that. Um, but trying to do our part to build something that we love doing is we have a responsibility to to help someone else. So if we see someone else that will accept our help, we will we will offer it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll put that out there to you know yeah, the community to any, anyone if they if they need help in it or an idea of trying to do something for a milsim, mm. you just have to ask someone with a squirrel patch on their arm. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's this aversion that I've always seen um, to people asking for advice, training, help, assistance in the community. Um, and whilst I think I understand it, I don't love it because people are like, oh, I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the training thing, isn't it? The T word. Yeah. I'm afraid to say it. <laughs> no, yeah. we're not. We, we do it in training. the squad. Yeah. yeah. We, we do relevant training. Not. Yeah, it's not march up and down the square and do a thousand burpees. Yeah, it's it's functional stuff. We're not doing fire and yeah. movement drills. No. But, but I, I, look, you know, one of the humbling things is... After every event, I'll rework my loadout because yeah, it needs tweaking. And so even though I've attended you know, quite a few events, I still wouldn't call myself an expert. Um, and, and there's things that you'll drift back to as well because it's situational loadout now. 100%. Yeah. It's not the 80s when we were training for Vietnam for 100 years mm-hmm. and you must do this this way. Yeah. Everything's different. And yeah. you look at um, anyone at the peak of their career or industry that they're in, they continue to to test themselves and, and listen to feedback and yeah. and adjust. So, look, no one's perfect, but wherever we can, we'll try and adopt that Yeah, try and optimise our, ourselves yeah. as much as we can. You know, um, we, we see it with the speedball players, you know, where they'll be like, no, I'm, that mag pouch is in the wrong spot. I need to move it a little bit so I can get... That slightly quicker draw, so I can do that reload quicker. Yeah, and and that level of um, efficiency that they're doing in that five-minute game, which is extremely important, is not exactly the same for us, but it's similar because, hey, we're carrying more gear. We, you know, there's a, a very different, you know, I might need to have that Leatherman in a nice spot. I need to have um, my mags and I need to have my spare gels there and... Everything else and easy, accessible water. How do I fill my water up? The thing that I admire most about speedball teams is their ability to dumb it down in terms of communicate and move. Um, No Millsim team that I've ever seen can shoot, move and communicate like a speedball team does. And they know they're wrong. Yeah. And what I see is people get reliant on gear and comms to do the basics. Without doing the basics. I would love an event where there's no comms. You know we've done that? Had an event where people have rocked up and said, that bag there, that's where your thing goes. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, that's... A lot like of pushback. The, that's what it was like in the <laughs> but 90s they did it. for us, wasn't it? Yeah. 
early 90s. And talking to mates that did Afghan and Iraq, um, we had this thing called the SPR, Soldier's Personal Radio, so every soldier had this little comms unit. And the infantry guys towards the end of that are going, just fuck it off because if we're on guard duty, it's great. Oh, look over there, do this. Otherwise, you need to focus on your arcs and what you're doing and not be babbling on the radio because you lose situational awareness when you're not looking around. That's it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's something that we've chatted about in our squad of like, okay, let's, let's keep that channel clear. I don't want to know about whatever unless it's pertinent. Yeah, contact. And, and it's Im- important where it needs to be stealth over radio. Mm. Otherwise, if we're in engagement, hey, let's yell. Yeah, if we're in engagement, let's yell. You know, yeah. call that arc, call that distance, how many, etc. Yeah. It's getting to a point where the communication through our comms is more one way, so it's more from whoever is the seco or... In, in control of the game, they're more going giving the directions. <coughs> so, uh, unless you know chatter, mm. which, which is a positive thing, but you know, comms etiquette. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't need to be Australian comms. I don't care what comms you use; just be consistent. Yeah, and and I think what you um, try to achieve at Parabellum Three with having dedicated SIGs was fantastic. Mm. You know, and we had two guys that stepped up and be were SIGs for that, and they were pretty noobish on that level of being SIGs, but they evolved dramatically mm. and into that sort of role. It's a, it's a very different role to play to be that communication hub mm. and not have anyone else be that. Yep. Um, a lot of people think that the section commander can be the SIG, and it's not until they see a larger scale event and try and do both and fail miserably at both. Yeah. I um I was pretty lucky. I had um I was Seiko at PB three and yeah my SIG was great at sort of relaying messages through to me. Because yeah. just Who was your SIG again? Count. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, so being situationally aware and then having to communicate a little bit more being that seco and having extra chatter going in your ear i was just going oh, <laughs> take those headphones this is going off yeah because yeah. the priority is what's in front of you yeah um you can only deal with so much at a time yeah um but having the sig sitting behind and listening to all of that and then going hey did you get that i'm like i'm comms out mate yeah and he's like cool here and i'm like thank you yeah, yeah. and and even from that event that we kind of had a realization that you know we had Squirrels, we pretty much ran two squads. Um, that even for that, that we needed a leader above the two squads, the, and I, I'll put it into the, the terminology of army that above that corporal, yep, we needed that sergeant slash Louis to go, okay, these three squads, we need them to work together now as like a platoon. And we had that realization we need one person as a level above for that. Just to go, hey, take your squad, go there. Hey, take your squad, go there. Hey, let's sit and reserve and see what happens to where I need to throw my tent, that 10 guys. Yep. Uh, like we would have done. Mm. And 
like in an ideal world, I'd like to put that person in the talk so they can see the chess pieces moving around and think more strategically and less tactically. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think having like that LT in the field like we would, controlling those three squads I think is, is great and maybe having two and then the person in the talk might be that, you know... Um, General. Major. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Look, I think it certainly presents challenges either way. Um, Having someone sitting in the talk, it takes a special person who... who That's exactly right, yeah. ...want to do that and think like that. um, But then having a CEO of of some level sitting in the field and visualising however it is into the terrain is also um, pretty challenging too. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's... Yeah, the challenges of communication and, and then the structure within that is something that we certainly review after each event and we go, look, okay, we know that we're going to have this many people pretty much turn up all the time, so we have that luxury in a way to kind of go, we could pretty much set this up. Mm. So, yeah. Is that something that squirrels would like to do in the future? Go, all right, well, we'll coordinate all the squads and we'll be some of the squads but we'll step somebody up as the Sarge. As long as um, the rest of the community is happy with that yep. um, and that we're coming from a, a good place of we're doing it as part of the community. I wouldn't ask you if I didn't think you were the right people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's certainly a conversation we've already had. Yeah. yeah. I think having access to the rest of the faction to get onto the same page and the style of communication that we would run... Um, and the style of direction we would potentially use um, is really important for anyone being in that situation. So being thrown in command of a group of people you don't know is challenging, let alone when you don't know them. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. and I think from... And realistically, who wants to pay a couple hundred bucks and take a weekend off just to do HR? Yeah. And, and from, <laughs> some people do, I guess. And, and from my point of view, the best way of leading the level of games that we've got at the moment from that point of view for a player is probably best in the field because once you're in the field, you can lead from the field because you know what's happening there mm. rather than... Unfortunately, what I've seen is people get the blinkers on at that point and they f- focus on trigger time and they figure about everything else in the AO. They're, they're there, they're in that contact, they're with that squad. Everyone else be damned, I'm I'm going to get in there and we'll kill those guys. And and, and that's the, natural. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And in, in those sort of situations, that, that sort of a, a leader um, really needs to step back and detach a bit. Mm. Yeah. And that's hard to do. Yeah. Not, not everyone can I, do that. I've definitely been at events where I've had plenty of fun and not even shot off around. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I enjoy hunting for players much more than I do shooting at them. Yeah, well, one, and, and I think it was Morkai that said to me probably three, four years ago, is that Milsim is great until you pull the trigger on a gel blaster. That's when my immersion's gone. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everything else is cool until you pull that trigger, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. And that's a, a quote actually similar to what you said from one of our squad members, is that his ultimate love in doing Milsim is there's no better challenge than hunting another human. Mm. 
and, and that of us being a, an apex predator that we are, um, of going and outwitting another person. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we're not going to do that in a modern society in any yeah, other way. It's impossible. Uh, and, and this way people can, you know, basically live in a little bit of a dream world of, okay, I can do this, I can lie on this track and I can ambush this person and I can trick them and whatever it is, or sneak up on them as they're having a, a chat with someone unconsciously. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, shout out to, to Rattlesnake there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're just over an hour. Do you want to keep cracking on or how are you feeling? You've got more questions. If you've got Happy more questions. Everyone's got more questions. So here's a question for you. Go hard. Where's, um, <coughs> where does um, Milsim in 2022 sit with you? Um, definitely keen to run Mil- Parabellum. Milsim, Milsoft, I should say. Yep. Yep. Definitely keen to run uh, Parabellum again. Um, and as I've discussed with my own staff, is we want to soften that up a bit more make it more entry-level, get the people that have played a day game to come to Parabellum as their first right. outing, have that four hours on, hour off, four hours on style of play where they know what they're getting into and that it's not too – it's a little bit of a challenge, but it's not too much. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say publicly for the first time, I am going to run a mill sim that is at least 24 hours in 2022. Yeah, Excellent. And How that, much notice do we get? Expect it in winter. Yeah. yeah um, we'll I, I currently want to, and I'm talking out of school here because I haven't finished having this discussion with my own staff, is I want to use the Milsim West rules and just go, we're using those rules to the letter as much as we can because they've, they've tried and tested those rules for years. It's a very well-established way of doing things. The there's some technical changes we need to do for gel ball that's not going to work in airsoft. I get that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, having a consistent set of rules that can potentially overarch every event yep. would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think the Parabellum rules would be robust enough for a mil sim. Not if, yeah, so overarching set of rules for mil sim. Yep. Um, obviously, when it comes to Millsoft, you, you have to make concessions. To where yeah, it needs to be. It. Yeah. 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 Um, as I've said before, my fear is how people will be safe at night. Yeah. Um, but I want to let players have a crack at that too. And there is nothing like that 3 a.m. picket. Yeah. Um, and if you have never done a 24 hour operation and you're interested in being at a Millsim, you need to start thinking about how you're going to operate 24 hours a day. We're not going to turn the lights off and go, all right, everyone go to bed. You're out in the field and you're hooch. It's game on. Yeah. yeah. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Yeah. It, there's no point faffing about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and people will only learn from... Through the experience success, of pain. From their successes yeah. or their failures. And hey, having a failure of... Oh, that was really hard and we didn't do it right. Yeah. I got rained on all night. Great. Yeah. We learned how to actually, okay, well, it rained all night. Okay, mm. well, how did I make sure the water was kept out of my 
Yeah, um, build a better trench. Okay. Yeah, a trench around the of it. Yeah, don't don't bring a swag. Bring a hoochie. Bring a bivy bag. Bring a hammock. Don't care what you bring. Bring something appropriate and lightweight that you can step off from check in, and not come back for twenty four hours. Yeah, we'll resupply food. We might be able to cache ration packs or something, but um, yeah, well, water is always the heaviest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's all have dehydes to make it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Country living food pack things? Yeah. Backcountry. Backcountry. That's the. Uh, Just four, four tins of spaghetti. Yeah. I don't care what you carry as long as you look as after you, yourself. You and and back out. for me, there is a step from mill soft to I need to eat, hygiene, camp, live in the field beyond my play. That I don't think there is enough skill in the community. Yeah. 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 So that's why I'm saying now, yeah. if you think you want to come to a mill sim the middle of next year, you need to think about how you're going to eat in the field, how you're going to keep yourself clean, how you're going to sleep, how much sleep you may or may not get, how much you're going to work with your squad as to what's our re- work rest ratio. Are we going to go hard all day or are we going to go? All right, we're going to have a little lay period in the afternoon where we don't hunt. If we get hit, we'll hit back. But we're going to take an operational pause so that at two in the morning we can punch on. Yeah, like like we would have done at an X, you know, like like we would have done at an X, where you know one squad of or one section would be out patrolling, and there'd be another section on guard duty, and one would be resting. Yep. You know, and that would just cycle through the day. And, and squads need to make a decision. All right, do we get together with some other squads and set up a platoon-style harbour that's a really obvious thing for people to hit? Or do we go out into the weeds and try and hide as best we can? Or do we use the numbers? I think all that conversation as well, just the more other squads talk to each other and there's a landscape for that to happen, mm. it, it grows yeah, yeah. from there. So, and And I think from that point of view of... You know, even having people that have done, um, who have military experience or police experience of, of this sort of activities, of of them being open so that their friends that want to mill sim can actually mm. ask them, well, what did you do? How did how did you carry your water? Or how did you yep. keep yourself hygienically clean? Here's a challenge we're going to put out to the community. I want any mill sim squad that wants to come to this event to put up a video on YouTube of how they're going to do it, how to suggest to other people. And the best squad that does it, I'm going to give a $500 shop voucher to. Wow, that's well, pretty good. Great. That's Great. cool. I was, well, before you said the, the $500 voucher, I was going to say we already have one prepared. <laughs> <laughs> we might redo it. <laughs> yeah, the, the one that gets that I think you personally is the best, I'll give a $500 shop voucher to you. Oh, Roxy's going to kill me. She's like... (laughs) Yeah, not his shop, my shop. How would you feel about doing, um, and this has just come to me then, a Milsim Open Day event at wherever you could run it, where you come in your Milsim gear and it gets, you know, people can talk about it. You can, there might be someone there that can, has an expert set of eyes and offer some suggestions, bring your sleep kit out. Yep. So, you know, bring all your kit like you're going to do it. And, and I've, I've 
softly had that discussion with a few people um, at Parabellum and said, do you think you would sleep here in a hoochie as opposed to the gazebo as a way of showing other people it can be done? Because yeah. it's easy to be comfortable at Parabellum, yeah. but it's not so easy to go, well, this is how you can do it. It's not as comfortable, but when we, if we were going to do this for real, that's how we'd do it. Like that, I, that's where I'd like to do that Milsim Open Day thing is go, all right, so every squad gets 20 minutes in a bull ring and... Yeah. yeah. Well, so going to a, a Milsim event, I literally bring my basketball bag and my, my kit, like yeah. my backpack and my kit. Going to a Parabellum, my car's full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it, and from, from my point of view, when we did Phoenix Rising, I pretty much fit... I fitted everything into a 24 rush. Yeah. I was like, okay, like that's like 16 kilos, including water. Mm. I'm like, yeah, cool. And I did the hoochie. I did it with the old green army sleeping bag. And I'm like, yeah, this is fine. It's great. And you don't have to have shitty-issued equipment. You could buy something else. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And yeah. Passive camouflage is great, but you can always get a sheet that's green and put over that blue sleeping bag you've got. Like, yeah. You don't have to buy mill spec gear to do a mill sim. And, and in summer, you don't even have to sleep in a sleeping bag. The only suggestion I'd make would be make it durable and light. Yeah. Maybe we should do a video podcast down the track a little and have this discussion with the gear in front of us. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 great. All Let's right. do it. I, I don't know what it is with these freaking Harleys out the front. Like tractors running a bike club out the back. Oh, there's <laughs> got to be one next door. Somebody selling drugs in our street. It, oh. Well, it is Ipswich. <laughs> Potential's high. Um, I think I'm done. Yeah, thank you very much, Travis. Yeah. No, it's been thank a you for the conversation. driving all the way. For those of you that aren't here live, we're going to record another one after this. So I need to have five minutes to get away from preacher anyway. Yeah, definitely. Small doses. Yeah, that's um, it. Thank you, everyone. So thanks for Thank coming. You. It's been good. Have I got an outro? I don't have an outro ready, so I'll record that afterwards. Um, so it's been Doc and Preacher. Thanks for being on the Milsim podcast. Pleasure. Thanks, Rector. I'll just use that as a key. <laughs> is, the, um, is that stopped? Or is it just me? Tim. Hello, bro. How are you doing?